0: Amen. It is Red Sunday, and I know that there are those, all oh, we, you know, Valentines and all that. Now, don't get religious on me, all right? We're not into Valentines and whatever that whole thing is about, but I tell you what we are into. We are into relationships. We are into healthy marriages. We are into loving people, hallelujah, and so this is what we are representing and what we are doing. As a matter of fact, for the next four weeks, I'm going to be talking about relationships. Hallelujah. Because we're going to find out that relationships are very important, and you might say, well, what's love got to do with it? Oh, what's love got to do, got to do with it? Love. love is not a second-hand emotion. Let me tell you that. And love has everything to do with it. Can you say Amen? Praise the Lord. So if you have your Bibles this morning, we're going to look at some scriptures. Once again, for those of you that don't know, we do have the sermon outline in our church app, and all you've got to do is download the church app, and then there you'll find the sermon outline. And again, there are words that are missing. All you have to do is follow with us on the screen, and then type in on your tablets or your uh, phones, whatever it is, the word that is missing. If you do spell it wrong, it'll auto-correct it. Isn't that cool? That's pretty cool. And then also you'll find that there are little blue boxes every now and then, and you can click on those, and if there's any extra notes that you'd like to take, you can do that. Amen. And then at the end of those notes, we ask you simply to email those notes back to yourself because tomorrow they won't be available on the church app, but you will have those notes. And please feel free to use those notes. You can preach the sermon at your workplace, you can preach it wherever you find there's a need to preach it. Also, go through those scriptures, check that I'm giving you the right scriptures. I need you to keep me on my toes, amen. I need you to keep me on the straight and narrow, amen but also for you just to be able to read those Scriptures and read those Scriptures, because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing hearing by the Word of God. Amen? So what's love got to do with it? Well, as we said, everything. Amen? And if we are going to reap limitless 2019, if that's going to be the case, how many of you know that it's not so much the things that God wants us to have? He doesn't mind having us us having the things, but God is into relationships. Hallelujah. Amen. He is into relationships. And our job is that through these relationships, we would reap everything Jesus accomplished for the glory of God. That's what our vision is. The reap vision is basically reaping everything Jesus accomplished for the glory of God, all right? The parallel of that would be like the Israelites coming out of Egypt, remember? And then it was Joshua who got them to cross the, ri- the, the, the river Jordan and then for them to go into their land of Canaan that flowed with silk and money. I, I mean with milk and honey. Essentially, that's what it is. We get you to come through the cross, to cross the cross, amen? And when you cross the cross and you come to the cross, there is everything available for you and I that Jesus died for, not just our salvation, but for physical healing, emotional healing. Everything that Jesus died for, our prayer, our our mission is for every single person, not when you get to heaven, not when you get to heaven, but right here on this earth, to enjoy all the benefits. Can you say amen? Amen. Lift your hands and say, our prayer is that every person would enjoy every benefit that Jesus died for on the cross. That's what our vision is, reaping everything Jesus accomplished for the glory of God, so that God would get all the glory. How do we do this? How do we do this? Through our REAP model, which is reach. We're reaching people. Our our prayer is that people would come to know God, that they would have a a spiritual encounter with a person, not with a philosophy, not with some mysticism, but that they would come face-to-face with Jesus Christ. And then after that, that we would begin to establish these disciples, These people. How would we do that? We would do that through uh, the Word of God, through our life group structure, and through all of that, that people would come to find freedom. How many of you know when you come to Jesus, there's freedom? Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Hallelujah. And then the R E, the A is activate. What does that mean in simple layman term? It means that our desire is that people might discover what their God given purpose is. Every one of you has a God-given purpose in God. Amen. And that's what the activators and then the people plant, which simply means we want to help people know that in this place, when they are planted and established and activated, they can help to make a difference. Look at somebody and tell them, you can make a difference. You can make a difference. Come on, look at somebody right across the campus and tell them, you can make a difference. You might be thinking, but you don't know anything about me. I've been divorced 10 times. My father was an alcoholic. Whatever, I don't care about your history. I care about what the cross has done, what the blood has done, what the Holy Spirit is able to do through a life that is yielded unto him, amen? So every one of us can make a difference. Can you say amen? Praise the Lord. Well, here we go. This is our, my sermon this morning, and I want to begin by saying that we were created by God to do life together. If you didn't know that, you need to know that. You, you were created by God to do life together. And in some way or other, that will mean relationships, that will, that will, be, that will be relationships, amen, that will mean relationships. Hallelujah. So, I know it's a whole lot simpler for you and I to, uh, can we get the right screen up there, please? But it's a lot simpler for us just to to be on our own. It would be a whole, I, I think, less complicated if it was just me, myself, I, If it was just me, myself, I, Brother Vasu, me, myself, I would be a lot less complicated than having to get into relationships. But how many of you know that without relationships, your life would be very empty, and it would be very unfulfilling and very unsatisfying? Can I get an amen? Here's the thing about relationships, is that they have the ability They have the knack of taking you through the full range of emotions. I mean, one minute, that relationship is thrilling, it's exciting, it's fun, it's wonderful. And then, lo and behold, that same relationship can be disappointing, it can be hurtful and discouraging. That's the thing about relationships. But it's important to know that God never created you and I to be an island. We're like a human body, right? The body has all these different organs, and they all work together, and they all need together, and they all, believe it or not, have a relationship one another so that the body can function properly. Can you say amen? amen. So what are relationships then? What are relationships? Well, relationships are multifaceted connections between all kinds of people. And I say all kinds of people because it's important to understand. It's people of all ages, people of all races, and people of all places. And these relationships are, to, are, are geared to bringing about the fulfillment, hear me now, of the plans and purposes that God has for your life. Can you say Amen. So it's important to know that the need to connect with one another is a God-given thing. All we have to do is just look at the Godhead. And when you see God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, we see three in one. We see co-equal persons with different administrations, yet they are one, and they all are in relationship with one another. And that's how it ought to be with you and I. The Bible says we were created in the image of God, in the likeness of God. And so the ability to connect with other people, whether it be on a social level, whether it be on a marital level, whether it be on a spiritual, emotional level, whatever level it is, is a God-given thing. As a matter of fact, a great deal of evidence suggests that the ability to form a stable relationship actually begins at childbirth, begins in infancy. It begins when you are a little baby and you have parents that nurture you and care for you, and there is interaction, and there is social contact, and there is spiritual interaction, there is warmth, there is protection that these parents give To these babies. And in those moments, in those weeks and months and years, what happens is that the ability to form relationships in that baby is deeply ingrained. Patterns of how to relate to people is deeply ingrained during those moments. Now, we know that failed relationships happen for many reasons because we are living in a flawed world with lots of flawed people. And so also we understand that the sanctity of marriage has been bombarded today to try and discredit, to try and destroy the family units. And we know that there are lots of single moms that are trying to raise up these families all by themselves. We know that there are fathers and husbands that have abdicated their roles, and and uh, who knows where they are. And we are, basically, we are who we are as a result of what happened to us and how we were raised up. And all of this gets to play out in the kinds of relationship that we begin to forge with people. But I want you to understand that be that as it may, the ability to form healthy loving relationships is not only learned during infancy, but even after infancy and on into adulthood, it is something that has to be intentional. Look at, look at somebody right now and tell them relationships has to be intentional. Hallelujah. In other words, whatever you put into that relationship is what you will get out of it. If you are not willing to put in the time and effort to care and nurture and communicate in that relationship, then guess what? Don't expect anything out of that relationship but I love what Jesus has to say about relationships. And one day a lawyer comes to him and asks Jesus a question with the aim of trying to test him. And so in Matthew 22 and verse 36, it says there that the lawyer says, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law. Which is, which is the great commandment in the law? And amazingly, the answer to this question is found in one word. Guess what it is? Relationships. And so Jesus says, well, he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And then he says, and the second is just like it. You shall love your neighbor As you love yourself. I like the way the Passion uh, Bible puts it. Jesus answered him and said, Love the Lord your God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, and every thought that is within you. This is the great and supreme commandment. And the second is like it in importance. You must love your friend in the same way that you love yourself. Isn't it amazing that the answer to this question, uh, what was the great commandment of the law, wasn't about money, wasn't about church attendance, wasn't about business, wasn't about raising up children, wasn't about anything else except it being wrapped up in one word, relationships. How many of you can see that? And from Jesus' answer, we can see that relationships flow out of a love relationship that you have with God. So, what has love got to do with it? Love has got everything to do with it. Relationships flow out of a love relationship that you and I have with God. Would you lift your hands right across the campuses and say, every relationship that I have flows, flows out of a love relationship that I have with God. Hallelujah. The Bible is the world's most read book, and it sets forth for us the greatest story that was ever told. It is a love story unlike no other, and it is underscored by the countless demonstrations of God's love for humanity and with God's desire to have a relationship with every single one of you. I want you to look at somebody this morning, look them in the eye and say, God loves you and wants to have a relationship with you. Whether you believe it or not, come on, I need you to look at somebody else right across the campuses, up there in the balcony, whether you're in Galway, whether you're in Phoenix, whether you're in Hillcrest, look at somebody and say, God loves you And wants to have a relationship with you, Hallelujah, Amen. If we look at the cross, I don't know if we have a picture of the cross, but if you have at the look at the cross, the cross is one of the world's most visibly recognized icons, with its vertical, vertically pointing element representing the union between God and man. And then it's about the intersecting horizontal plane, which symbolizes the day-to-day relationships among human beings. And Jesus says, basically, number one, love God with all that's within you. And number two, love others as you would love yourself. Hallelujah. I'd like to make the statement that love is the common denominator that fuels every relationship. So what's love got to do with it? Love's got to do everything with it. And love is not a secondhand emotion. Can you say amen? amen? Love is the common denominator that fuels every relationship. Loving God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your souls means that you have the right base... AND THE RIGHT PRIORITIES FOR MAKING EVERY OTHER RELATIONSHIP A GREAT AND FLOURISHING ONE. EVERYTHING FLOWS FROM THAT GOD-MAN RELATIONSHIP. IF YOU HAVE A HEALTHY LOVE RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD, YOU WILL HAVE A HEALTHY AND FLOURISHING RELATIONSHIP WITH OTHERS. CAN I GET AN AMEN? SO GOD'S FORMULA for healthy, flourishing relationships is loving God, loving moi, myself, give yourself a kiss, (laughs) and then loving others. Next week, I'm going to talk about how you ought to love yourself, and there's a right way of loving yourself, and there's a wrong way of loving yourself. But a lot of people don't love themselves, and because of that, they find it difficult to love others. You have to know how to love yourself, hallelujah. Can you say amen? You have to realize that Jesus shed royal blood for you. That you are valuable, that you are lovable, that you might be broken, but God specializes in taking what is broken and fixing it. Hallelujah. God specializes in taking what is not whole and making it whole. And until that is a revelation to your spirit man, you will never love yourself. So God's formula is loving God, loving myself. I'm so beautiful. And then loving others. Say that me: loving God, loving myself, and loving others. Hallelujah. And so the great key is relating to people the way God relates to you. If you have a poor love relationship with God, you will have a poor love relationship with people. The key is relating to people the way God relates to you. And I pray today that this would be more than information. I pray today that this would come to your spirit man, that it would be revelation to your spirit man because until that becomes a revelation, you're going to love out of your mind. And your mind says, well, if they love me, i love them back. If they do X for me, I can do X for them. And, And so it's vice versa. But we have to have a revelation of the love that God has for us, and out of that overflow we're able to love ourselves and love others. Can you say amen? Amen. Loving God begins with a spiritual encounter with God, which we call being born again. Hallelujah. Anybody born again in this place? Anybody born again in Phoenix, in Hillcrest, in Galway? What do we mean by born again? Where you have had a spiritual encounter with Jesus how do I know there's a spiritual encounter? Every spiritual encounter translates to spiritual fruit in that person's life. Hello? Hello? If you've had a spiritual encounter, they ought to be spiritual fruit in your life. Hallelujah. There are some things that you don't want to be a part of to, just because you had a spiritual encounter. You didn't have to go to rehab and go to, uh, you know, uh, 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 where they put you under psychosis. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I don't want to And then you come out like a zombie. No, if you've had a spiritual encounter, there's going to be automatically on the inside of you <laughs> spiritual fruit. Amen. I'll never forget when I got saved, and the next uh, couple of the, the, uh, you know a couple of weeks later, one of my friends that I used to jowl with and we used to party with, you know, he came along and tried to yeah I know you I, I know you've had that it's wonderful but we're going to this nightclub tonight ah I don't do that anymore no I, I, I know I, I know you had a great time with God but tonight tonight we're going to party tonight. Mm. YOU DON'T UNDERSTAND. I'VE HAD AN ENCOUNTER WITH GOD. SOMETHING HAPPENED ON THE INSIDE OF ME AND THERE'S SOMETHING ON THE INSIDE OF ME THAT SAYS, "Mm, I DON'T WANT TO GO DOWN THAT ROAD. I DON'T WANT TO GO TO THAT DARK CLUB. I DON'T WANT TO DO WHAT what WE USED TO DO. EVERY SPIRITUAL ENCOUNTER TRANSLATES IN SPIRITUAL FRUIT. IF JESUS IS THE VINE AND YOU ARE THE BRANCH, the branch will automatically carry the fruit. All the branch has to do is just abide in the vine, and whatever's in the vine flows in the branch, and the branch will automatically, will, didn't have to go to rehab, didn't have to do horticulture and have a PhD in horticulture. The branch just simply abides in the vine. It's had a spiritual encounter with the vine, and it automatically will produce the fruit. Can I get a bit of amen this morning? Hallelujah. So what does loving God mean? Loving God first involves all of you. Every part of you. Hallelujah. Even those parts where you got no entry and you got the skull and the crossbones. God, no entry here. You're not permitted here. No, loving God means all of you. So, Jesus said we love God with all of our heart. What is the heart? It's not the physical organ that pumps blood, okay? We're not talking about that. We're talking about the very center of you. The heart is not the physical organ, but it's the center of your inward being. Hallelujah. God is spirit. And Jesus told the woman at the well, that we will worship God in spirit and in truth. You are spirit, soul, and body. You are first spirit, then your soul. And then, by the way, you have a body. And, and some bodies are tall, and some bodies are short. I'm tall, but you're short. <laughs> and some bodies are have hair and no hair and snow, no snow, moustache, no moustache. Whatever it is, various kinds of bodies. But most important part of you is your spirit man. Because with that spirit man, we reach out and we communicate with God. When you are born again, your spirit man is recreated. Hallelujah. And you are able to commune and fellowship through your spirit. God is spirit and you are spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. AND YOUR SPIRIT ENTWINED WITH THE HOLY SPIRIT IS ABLE TO ENJOY THE FELLOWSHIP OF GOD. SO JESUS SAID, LOVE GOD WITH ALL OF YOUR HEART. AND THEN HE SAID, YOU GOT TO LOVE GOD WITH ALL OF YOUR SOUL. WHAT'S THE SOUL? THE SOUL IS THE CENTER OF OUR WILL, OUR DECISIONS, AND OUR EMOTIONS. OH, I THOUGHT WE HAD TO KEEP EMOTIONS OUT OF IT. SAID WHO? I MEAN, for a long time, we, we thought, you know what, it's, faith has no emotions. Well, praise God, by faith, by faith, by faith. Mm. <laughs> and then we read in the Bible a short verse that says Jesus wept. So obviously, Jesus had emotions. Obviously, the Bible is full of emotions. God is a God of emotions. And so we are emotional, amen? We don't allow our emotions to govern and control But it's good. Amen. Laughing in the presence of God is good. Weeping sometimes in the presence of God is good. You ought to have emotions. Emotions are God-given. Hello. Amen. Amen. So what does the soul mean? It means the center of our thoughts. It means the center of our emotions, our decisions. And the soul, the area of the soul is important because when the soul is filled with God, it means that it is a soul that is able to build healthy relationships. The overflow of our hearts or spirit into the area of the soul means that God gets to occupy the soul, means He gets to occupy and live in the area of our thoughts and our emotions. Hallelujah, which will be healthy, and it means that our decisions are driven by right values, all of which are important in helping to build healthy, flourishing relationships. You see, a person with a sick soul or a hurt soul will find it difficult to love people, will find it difficult to enter into relationships with people. Our soul sometimes can be filled with bitterness and resentment and self-pity and hatred and fear and a victim mentality. And when all these things are in our soul, let me tell you, you won't have healthy relationships. Can I get an amen? But when God is in the soul, hallelujah, it means you become whole and you become healed emotionally which means you can relate to others from a position of peace and completeness because I've been healed emotionally. I no no longer carry the bruise of emotion. Let me tell you, things happen in life. If you're looking to go through life without a bruise, without rejection, without being disappointed, I'm sorry to disappoint you, sweetheart, but it's time to catch a wake-up. Can I get an amen? Amen. But if God is in your soul, if you allow him in your soul to heal your emotions, to heal those deep-seated wounds and grievances and bitternesses and resentments and even unforgiveness, oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you, you'll build phenomenal relationships with people. Can I get an amen? Look at what God had to say through the mouth of a prophet Isaiah. I love this. And I pray today that you will receive this, that your eyes will be opened. In Isaiah 30, 26, it says, moreover, the light of the moon. Now, how many of you know the light can give some, the, the moon can give some light, but not a whole lot, right? The light, the moon can give, anybody ever seen the moon out at night? And there's light, Right? But look at what the prophet says. Moreover, the light of the moon will be as the light of the sun. And the light of the sun will be how manyfold? Sevenfold. That's talking about brightness. It's talking about the light of God. As the light of seven days. When will this happen? In the day that the Lord binds up the bruise of his people and heals the stroke of their wound. Hallelujah. If you will allow God in the area of your soul to bind up that wound, to heal up that bruise, to heal up that rejection. He said the the moon won't be like the, the light from the moon won't be like that. It'll be as bright as the sun. And not only that, the sun will be seven times as strong. In other words, the glory of God, the light of God, the presence of God. You will encounter so much joy, peace, happiness, and fulfillment if you will allow. Allow God in the area of your soul. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that he was bruised for our transgressions, that he was bruised for our iniquities, The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes you are healed. In other words, Jesus died on that cross. He was wounded and bruised for your and my sake. And then when Jesus comes, and 40 days after being in the wilderness, he picks up the scroll in the synagogue and says, in Luke 4, 18, the Spirit of God is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And the next thing he says, to what? To heal the what? The broken-hearted. You know that there are many Christians in this world, but there are many sick Christians whose souls are hurting, who are still carrying the bruise of rejection, the bruise of unforgiveness, the bruise of resentment. Listen, come on. The light of the moon can be as the light of the sun in your life, and the normal sunlight can be seven times as strong if you will just allow Jesus to heal you on the inside. Come on, I don't know who I'm speaking to right now, right across the campuses. Would you just lift your hands right now? I feel the Holy Spirit wanting to do a deep work in people. Maybe you've been badly disappointed. Maybe you've been badly let down. I don't know what the story is. I only know one story. It's his story. I only know news, which is good news, that he came and died in your place. He came and was bruised. He came and took the bruise of rejection. Jesus suffered an emotional hell so that you and I could experience an emotional heaven. You don't need to be in that place suffering on the inside. You're putting a smile on the outside and faking it, but on the inside, you're hurting. You're hurting, and maybe through no fault of yours, Come on, I hear Isaiah saying that the light of the moon can be as the light of the sun in your life. Don't go for a mediocre Christianity where you're just barely making it to the other day, to the other week. Come on, God has a whole lot more in store for you if you can just allow him to heal you on the inside. Oh, but Pastor Don, you don't you can't relate. You'll never know. I'll never know. And I might not be in your shoes. But I know one thing. Jesus was bruised and wounded. Emotionally, he suffered hell so that you and I could be made whole on the inside. God is just as much interested in getting you to heaven as he is in getting you healed on the inside, as he is getting you healed physically and financially, but on the inside of you. What would be the use if you had everything on the outside? You had everything that opened and shutted. You even had the guarantee that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, but on the inside. Come on, there's a lot of pain and agony Bad things happen in this world. Can I get an amen? Amen. But Isaiah said that the light of the moon... The light of the moon. It, it, it doesn't have to be moonlight for you. It can be a sunlight for you. Hallelujah. It doesn't have to be dim and dark and, and you're in a dark place right now. No, that darkness can go from your life. Hallelujah. And that same darkness that is on you, if you're not careful, is looking for your children and your children's children and your children's children. But today you can say, Jesus, I need you to do something deep on the inside of me. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord this morning right across the campuses. Come on, I feel the pain. I feel the agony this morning. There's more that I could preach on, but I want to just stop right now because I feel the Holy Spirit beginning to move right where you are in those campuses. Maybe it's something that people did to you. Maybe it's something that your uncle did. Maybe it might be abuse. might be words that were spoken. I don't know what it is, but I'm here to tell you that the light of your moon can be as the light of your sun, and the sun that shines can be sevenfold brighter when when Jesus heals you and binds up those wounds. Right now I want you just to lift your hands and receive the healing balm of Gilead that's flowing. Come on, as you let go of that pain and you let go of that agony and you let go of that sorrow and you let go of that anguish. He said, I want you to love me with all of your heart. And then I want you to love me with all of your soul. How is it possible, Jesus, if my soul is sick? How is it possible if I am emotionally crippled through the cross? Hallelujah. The Bible says, he who knew no sin was made to know your and my sin. I need everybody praying right now. I need everybody praying right now. Because this thing is a lot deeper than what people think. It's a lot deeper than what people understand. Maybe you've been good at covering it up and just getting on with it. Well, it doesn't really matter. Well, it does matter to God. It does matter because he was bruised. He was wounded emotionally for you and for me. So that what? So that I could reap the miracle of wholeness. Let me tell you, there's nothing like a person who has been made whole emotionally. Emotionally. That's not to say that other things will happen and. You know, they'll get hurt again. But this time, you'll know how to deal with it. You'll see it coming a mile away. You'll see it coming a mile away. People will disappoint you, but it's okay. Because my moon is not shining like a moon. It's shining like the sun. Hallelujah. I got the S-O-N shining on my life. I got the S-O-N bringing down rays of healing in the area of my soul. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I bring every person to you today, right now. I don't know the extent. I don't know the place that they're in. I might never get to walk in their shoes. But I pray today, God, that you would begin to heal and mend many of Christians, many believers, those of you that are watching by way of live stream. Come on, I want you to let go of that grievance. I want you to let go. Let Jesus heal you. He wants to. He wants to. How is it possible to love God with all your soul if your soul is paralyzed, if your soul is crippled? But Jesus' blood today is able to heal, cleanse, deliver, set you free. That's why Jesus came. So that you could be emotionally free emotionally free father i pray today in the name of jesus that every spiritual cage every cage god that has kept people bound emotionally in the area of their emotions today whatever that bruises that they have suffered i pray in the mighty name of jesus that they would come healing lord let there be healing this morning. Let there be healing that flows. Touch people in the area of emotions, my God. But out of that he- health and out of that healing, God, I pray that relationships which once again begin to flow begin to flow with love, begin to flourish, begin to heal, Lord. I pray that healing emotionally would bring healing relationally in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Can you say praise the Lord? Lift your hands today and say, Father, thank you for your word that's come to me. Love has everything to do with it. Because you're a God of relationships. And today I will love you with all my heart, all my soul, all my mind, and all my strength. With all that is within me, I purpose to love you. And out of that love, every other relationship flows in Jesus' name. With every head bowed, every eye closed this morning. The number one thing is that God wants to have a relationship with you. He's not into one-night stands. He's not into just a casual acquaintance. I want to encourage you this morning. Don't let your weakness, your failure, whatever it is, stop you from coming to God. God knows all about your weaknesses. You have not taken Him by surprise. He knows everything about you. And still, he comes to you with his arms open wide, ready to receive you. You say, so how is that possible, John? Because his love for you is unconditional. He loves you, full stop. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing you can add after that. He loves me, full stop. He loves you, full stop. And he is willing to take you just the way that you are. I always love reading the story about the prodigal son. And for me, what gets it is when the father sees the son afar off. Now, in Bible times, if a son was coming back to the father after he had turned his back on the father, the elders of that city would actually judge that boy because he had brought shame to the family. He had brought ill respect to the family. And the elders, the job of the elders was to get this boy and actually stone him to death. But I love the father, even before the elders have caught in wind that the boy is back, the father sees the boy. And he begins to run towards that boy who was by now smelling like a pig, had been living with the pigs. And when he came to the boy, he wrapped his arms around the son. And I imagine the boy trying to explain, you know, but father, let me, let, me, let me tell you what happened. Let me tell you what happened. And the more he tried to explain, the more the father smothered him with kisses. In the Greek it says, He kept on kissing. Not just one kiss, but kept on, kept on, kept on, kept on, kept on kissing. Until the boy was like, I got no excuse. I'm just overwhelmed by God's love, by my Father's love. And that's the same with you today. That's the same with you. You see, ordinarily our sins demanded that we should be stoned. But the Father saw Beforehand, and sent Jesus to die in your and my place. So that tells us the devil cannot throw a single stone at you, even though we might be deserving of it. The Father runs to you today, wherever you are, there in Phoenix, in Hillcrest, in Galway campus. The Father comes to you and wants to love you, wants to forgive you, wants to heal you wants to restore you he basically wants you and he's willing to take you just the way that you are and so quickly with every head bowed we're almost done with every eye closed right now you say john i'm coming back to jesus or if you've never come to jesus before today you can come as you are as you are and you can give your heart your life to jesus you ready I'd like to pray for those of you this morning that's saying John I'm ready I'm coming I realize I recognize my need of God and I'm coming would you pray for me I I would gladly love to do that right now wherever you are every eye closed nobody looking around I want you just simply to lift up your hand wherever you are that's right God bless you lift your hand don't be shy I see your hand God bless you ma'am lift it high don't be shy Across the campuses, just lift your hand up high. God bless you. I see that hand. Anybody else? Thank you. I see that hand. Children are even raising their hands. That's great. Thank you, sir. I see that hand. Anybody else? Lift your hand. Up across the road, Galway. In Galway Campus. In Phoenix Campus. In the Hillcrest Campus. Don't be shy. Just lift your hand. And we're going to pray, all right? Right across the different campuses. I want you to pray this prayer. Say after me, Heavenly Father. I come to you today in Jesus' name, just as I am with all of my faults, all of my failures, and all of my sin, and I ask you for forgiveness. I come to you, and I give you my life just as it is. Thank you for loving me and never giving up on me, your blood today cleanses me and washes me, and I receive eternal life and the forgiveness of all of my sins, and I'll never be the same in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's put our hands together for all of those that prayed that prayer, all right? Wonderful. And we are now going to hand back to the various campuses, Phoenix Hill Chris right now. Can we put our hands together, ladies and gentlemen, and just thank everybody? All right. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome.